Hi guys and welcome to Lily White Rose, the stars of tomorrow today. It's John Wenham here. You may have followed us on Twitter where we've been tweeting and blogging about Spurs with an emphasis on the youth for the last decade or heard us over on Last Word on Spurs where we're a regular guest. I've decided to launch this new weekly podcast to give listeners a concise update of everything that's going on at Hotspur Way in regards to the academy players at the club. Rest assured, this pod isn't going to be another hour of your time taken up listening to Spurs talk, but instead more of a streamlined bulletin to keep you updated on all the latest goings on at Hotspur Way. Whether this be new contract information, players signing, players leaving, under-23s, under-18s, under-16s results, and detailed player feedback, youth international call-ups, exclusive news, as well as answering any of your listener questions. To give you a bit of background, I've been supporting Spurs all my life, attending my first game aged five. It was a two-all home draw of Coventry, and I've been hooked ever since. When moving to Enfield, I was living a stone's throw away from Hotspur away, and I took this opportunity to attend multiple development squad and under-18s games. This is where my interest in youth football really took off from. From attending these games, I had the opportunity to watch alongside players, ex-players, agents, players' family and friends, journalists, and other youth team enthusiasts. Hotspur Way really is an incredible place, and if you ever do get the opportunity to pop in and watch a game, please do. Walking through those gates and seeing all those pristine green pitches is quite the sight, but it's just how up close and real you feel to the action that really makes it special for me. My supports for the youth side have even seen me watching the lads whilst away, most memorably in a 2-0 win against Barcelona at their mini Estadi, which is quite spectacular as it looks on to the Camp Nou in the horizon. That Barca side that day included the likes of Anzu Fati and Elix Moriba, making the result all the more special. This season, we've seen the under-23s, coached by Wayne Burnett, finish the season in third place, which is hugely impressive, considering the number of players we've had out on loan during the season, which you could basically make an entire eleven from and their regular under-23 regulars. The likes of Brandon Austin, who's on loan at Orlando in the MLS, Cameron Carter-Vickers, who's done very well on loan at Bournemouth and just lost out in the playoffs. Jonathan Woodgate coming into the club halfway through the season, seeing Cameron and instantly entrusting him as his main centre-half. TJ Yoma, who made over 50 appearances at Lincoln City, as they just missed out on a place in the... Uh, or they lost out in the playoff final to Blackpool, in fact... Jubal Okidina, who did secure promotion with Cambridge. Harvey White, who was on loan at Portsmouth after making his first team debut in January, starting the game against Marine in the FA Cup. Jack Rolls, who joined Stevenage. Jack Clark, who was at Stoke. Shiloh Tracy, who joined Jubal Okidina at Cambridge. Keziah Sterling, who went up to Scotland to join Brennick Morton. And Troy Parrott, who had two separate loans, firstly in the Championship with uh, Millwall, and then he joined Ipswich. The 23s this season were no doubt boosted with the August signings of Marcel Lavinia from Chelsea and Toby Amole from Arsenal, who made 22 and 20 appearances respectively out of the 24 Premier League 2 fixtures. These sort of signings have had a really positive impact on the balance of the squad, as well as allowing the opportunity for our existing players to head out on loan and accelerate their own development. I hope this is a trend we continue with moving forward. Another player to reserve special praise for this season has to be 19-year-old Derby-born forward Keon Etete. The 6'5 striker made 21 under 23 appearances and scored 9 goals and laid on a further 3 assists. I had initially been sceptical about Keon, whether he'd impressed at previous club Notts County just owing to his considerable size compared to his peers. This year he's really added more to his game and the advantage has obviously levelled out when he moved up to under 23s football. 
Keon really knows where the back of the net is and I would like to see him head out for a full season of men's football on loan next year. Whether this be to League Two, which I always think is a really good starting point for younger players for their first loan, or maybe even to Notts County. I appreciate they've dropped out of the league, but going back somewhere where he's already settled, his family and friends will live nearby, made the Lau Keons hit the ground running, and then we could look to reevaluate the loan for the second half of the season in January, and then move him into league football potentially if the first loan went well. Obviously, next year we will have Dane Scarlett being able to push up to the 23s, having made some initial appearances for them, and that will allow Keon to head out on loan. 23s actually had some fantastic results this season, including a 1-0 win away at Arsenal's London Coney in September, which was the first North London derby of the season. Rodell Richards grabbed our goal there. A crazy 4-3 away win at Liverpool. A 3-0 home win over United. A 3-1 away win at Leicester's fancy new training ground. And putting four goals past Liverpool for a second time this season. This time at our magnificent new home in Tottenham. That game against Liverpool I just mentioned was certainly the game where Elliot Fort really caught the eye. He grabbed two goals in the opening 18 minutes. And Fort really had a promising end to the season, which was rewarded with a call-up to Wales' under-21 squad for the first time. And I'm told Spurs have made him an offer to renew his contract with the club that's set to expire on the 30th of June. However, there are also reported to be offers on the table from Leicester City and Brighton, as well as Bundesliga side Hoffenheim. So that's one to watch out for. Development squad players Rafferty Pedder and Jeremy McKindy have also been offered new deals by the club. Despite little game time over the last few years, both players have suffered from injuries, but it's quite surprising in the case of McKindy, as I don't think I've ever seen him play live. That covers his two years in the under-18s, and now this being his second year in the under-23s. The under-18s this year were managed by Matty Taylor and finished the season in sixth place, which for me was quite disappointing, as there was some great early promise and a hugely promising squad. We crashed out of the FA Youth Cup to West Brom and the FA Youth Cup was eventually won by a Carney Chukwemenka inspired Aston Villa. Chukwemenka made actually his Aston Villa debut against us at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in their 2-1 win and he looks like a player that we're going to be hearing a lot about in years to come. The under-18s league was won uh, in the end by Fulham. They both finished on 56 points alongside Crystal Palace. The Cottagers eventually winning the league on goal difference. The under-18s, as I said, had a super talented group this year, with £400,000 summer signing Alfie Devine, adding to a group which already included England youth internationals Roshan Mathurin, Jordan Hackett and Dane Scarlett. I'm sure in the coming weeks on these pods, I'll be answering specific questions from you guys about these guys. You'll have heard a lot about them, and they've had some really accelerated good development this year. Just on Dane, I can't do a youth pod and my opening pod without mentioning him. His numbers this year have been absolutely ridiculous. 16 starts in the under-18s league, 17 goals and 4 assists. 3 FA Youth Cup starts, 5 goals. 5 under-23 games with 3 goals, including a powerful header past Peter Cech. Dane really is the full deal. I'm sure, as I said, we'll be discussing him in future pods. But actually, the one thing I just have to let you guys know now is it's his ability to score powerful headers. You just don't see that at youth level. You know, it's quite similar actually to someone like Drogba. I know it sounds like a crazy early comparison to make, but just that ability to rise above players and power in headers. I just haven't seen it at youth level for a long time before seeing Dane. So I'm really, really excited about Dane and he seems to have a lot of different traits to his book that we've got, you know, a really great young player on our books. Another player I want to touch upon on this pod is Maxim Paskotsky. 
He joined the club on a three-year deal in September from his hometown club Flora in Estonia. The centre-back marked his debut for us with a goal, assist and a clean sheet in a 3-0 home win over Fulham in October 2020. Previously an Estonian under-18 international, he was called into Estonia's senior squad for the matches in March 2021 owing to a Covid outbreak in their regular player pool and came straight in for a World Cup qualifier against the Czech Republic. He since kept his place in the senior squad and recently completed 68 minutes in a 1-0 win over Lithuania in the Baltic Cup. He's now won four senior caps and seems to have really cemented himself in the full Estonia squad, which is great to see for somebody so young. Huge credit must also go to our scouting network for spotting Maxim and bringing him over to the club and also huge credit to the player. He's obviously come over at such a young age. He's settled in. I've heard from some of the other youth players that they, they all really like Maxim. He seems like a good character to have around the squad. And he's also got this really unusual ability to score a shed load of goals for a centre-half. I think he's got five goals already, three of which have been volleys from the edge of the box. He seems to position himself really well from set plays and set pieces uh, to devastating effect. So hopefully that's something we can see carry on as he moves up through the age ranks at Tottenham Hotspur. But yeah, huge credit to the scouts at the club for spotting Maxim and bringing him over. And huge credit to the player himself for settling in so quickly. Our under-18s, though, will have a new manager from next season, with Matty Taylor departing the club. He's agreed to join League 2 Walsall for his first senior management job. The Spurs' under-18 gig seems a pathway to bigger things. We've previously had Scotty Parker as the manager, who then went on to manage Fulham in the Championship and now in the Premier League. And we've lost several other highly talented coaches in recent years, the likes of Alex Inglethorpe, who went off to Liverpool, Justin Cotrain, who went to England, John McDermott, who also went to England, Nigel Gibbs and Kieran McKenna, who joined Manchester United. So the Spurs youth job is obviously one that is highly regarded in youth football and one that will, you know, lead to other opportunities developing. But we seem to have a knack of finding these young coaches and bringing them through. So that is promising. We seem to always have our next succession plan in place. Pro contracts have now been signed by the following academy year two players who will move into the 23s from next season. Timothy Lotelata, who's a goalkeeper who'd been attracting interest from clubs in France. So the club will be delighted to have tied him down to fresh terms. Southgate-born left-back Jeremy Kaizu and utility player Callum Cisse, who can play at full-back or as a defensive midfield player. Cisse also has the ability to pop up and score the odd goal. And I'm told by a few scouts that regularly watch Tottenham, Cisse is one they're really interested in, in that he has this sort of style, a bit similar to Yaya Torre, where he looks sort of tall and languid, but then he just pops up to devastating effect, whether that be with goals or just dominance in the midfield. So he's one that sort of has gone under the radar with youth team watchers so far. But I'd really watch out for Callum Cissé. I think he's going to have an interesting career. This week, we saw Tottenham name their Scholar of the Year. This is an award that is all uh, Premier League under-18 North and South clubs get to select one player based on their progress over the years, their ability, their behaviour and their all-round experience in being a scholar. Tottenham selected Niall John to win this award. John has made fantastic progress this season, including making his full Tottenham first team debut from the bench in our 4-0 Europa League win over Wolfsburger. John was also recently called up to an England under-19 training camp alongside the likes of Alfie Devine and Dane Scarlett. John is a player that was also on the bench for our final Premier League game of the season against Leicester and has also been heavily involved in squads and training throughout the season. So, Niall is one that, as I said, has gone under the radar, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him develop over the coming years. This week, Leighton Orient have confirmed that their first-team goalkeeper coach, Dean Brill, will be joining our under-23s and under-18s as their goalkeeper coach. 
in a move which I believe would have been under the remit of Dean Rastrick as the club's academy lead. Some of my followers on Twitter have said to me, you know, why wasn't this decision waited for until Patrici has come into the post as he's rumoured to be doing from Juventus as a director of football. But I think Tottenham have always kept the first team and the academy lead slightly separate. Obviously, there will be some overlap. Um, but Dean Rastrick would seem the right person for me to make this appointment. And, uh, and yeah, so good luck to Dean Brill and welcome to Hotspur Way. We exclusively revealed via our Twitter and Instagram pages on the 15th of May next year's academy intake in full. This group is yet to be confirmed by Spurs, but I'm certain this is the group. It includes Luca Gunter, who is an England youth international goalkeeper. I'm told he's outstanding and his ability alone is the reason why there is only one goalkeeper in this group this year. Normally we see Spurs add two goalkeepers to uh, scholarships each year. England under youth international under 15 international Alfie Dorrington, who has captained that side, hugely promising centre half. Brian Brandon Way, who's also centre half and can cover it right back. Pele Arganese McDermott, who Tottenham beat off interest from Chelsea and Liverpool to sign the player. So we're looking very strong at the back for this group. George Abbott, William Andy Yapan, who is a Wales youth international left-back who was previously with Arsenal. Max McKnight, Rio Kairamento, who is a England youth international. Axel Pysold, Billy Heaps and Tom Bloxham, who are also both England youth internationals. Owen Riley, Jaden Williams. Josiah Linton, who I initially listed as a forward player, but I've since been told by one of his coaches at a South London-based club that Tottenham in recent months have developed him as a left-back, so we'll surely be seeing him battling with William Andy Yapan for that role. And then Jamie Donnelly as the forward. Now, Donnelly is a player we've seen dominate the England youth setup as a striker for his age group and uh, already been playing under-18s football this year. Um, he, he is fantastic, you know. He is one we've been talking about, Dane Scarlett. He's on that level, in my opinion. You know, he is a player that will very quickly be playing up in the age groups. I expect he'll be making appearances for the 23s before the season's out. And uh, he's really one to keep an eye on, Jamie Donnelly. We seem to have a fantastic knack at the moment of developing young strikers. And hopefully that's something we can continue with moving forward. This group of players took on Liverpool at their new training ground at the end of last week and comfortably beat them by seven goals to two. Our goals were scored by winger Jaden Williams grabbing two, Billy Heaps, Owen Riley, Rio Caramentum and Jamie Donnelly, of course. Schoolboard player Yusuf also grabbed a goal. We also revealed back in 2020 that Luca Gunter, Alfie Dorrington and Jamie Donnelly had all signed scholarship terms a year early owing to their outstanding potential. This is a group I'm really excited to watching over the next few years, with many players within that group having the potential to go on and hopefully play in the Lily White for Spurs. If you've enjoyed this first instalment of Lily White Rose, the stars of tomorrow today, please do let me know alongside any youth-related questions you may have and I can bring you guys some more of this content in the coming weeks and answer your questions. For now though guys, that's it for episode one. The future's bright, it's Lily White.